growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Okay, guys, welcome back. Hello, beautiful, my friends. We are here for another Beauty Boss series, and today I have Kayla Hertz. And Kayla, we're doing actually a podcast swap. So she actually has a podcast that is called Educated Artistry and also for beauty professionals. And she interviewed me talking about long form video, and now I'm interviewing her talking about short form video. So you'll want to check out part one on her podcast. And then, of course, you're here on my podcast checking out part two. You are in the right spot. Thank you, Kayla, for being here. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, thank you so much. So I'm Kayla, and I have been a lash artist since 2015. I'm in Vancouver, Washington, and my salon and my business name is KK Artistry. And then I have Educated Artistry, of course, for the podcast that I started about, it's almost been three years ago. And I really just wanted to bring, I saw like this gap in the industry when it came to certain topics that were talked about, when it came to like money mindset and you know, taxes and burnout and stuff like that. So I wanted to create a podcast that I would bring on guests and other beauty professionals to talk about these topics and then also pull from my own experience as being a lash artist for six years and kind of what I've gone through in my career and what I've learned. And I started as an employee and then I was like, kind of like a booth renter 1099 weird situation. And then to my own salon to then having booth renters of my own to then transitioning kind of out of taking clients and not really being a lash artist anymore. I'm still taking a few clients a week, but in getting into that position as well. So that's a little bit about me and what I do. Yeah. It's a similar evolution that we've had, right? Similar story. So why are short form videos so powerful? Well, I definitely think right now they're one like super popular, right? When TikTok came out, that has gained tons of momentum and it's obviously aged up. Like when we were talking before we started recording, what, three years ago, whenever TikTok really kind of started hitting the scene, I think I joined right before like everything shut down in 2020. Cause I was like, I need something to do with my time. So TikTok was <laughs> it scrolling through. Of course, as TikTok got more popular and started aging up to where we first thought like, oh, the only teenagers are on here, right? Then we eventually more people started be, you know, being on there. And then now, of course, TikTok's gotten so popular that now Instagram has to compete with them. So now they're coming out with their reels and stuff. And we're seeing all of this and where that like short form video is very addicting and it's very powerful at the same time. So I think for one, they're so powerful because the algorithms on both of those platforms and now, especially on Instagram are like pushing them out like crazy. And they're pushing them out to people who aren't necessarily a follower of yours already. So you're able to get more exposure without, you know, than you would compare to just posting like a hard post on Instagram or a carousel post or anything like that. Because I feel like the only time you really can get 
new followers or a new audience sometimes is if you get on that explore page on Instagram or if somebody shares your content and then somebody likes it. But definitely with reels, I mean, it just like goes everywhere. So you're able to like gain more, more of an audience too. Some people are hearing this and they're saying to themselves, I can't dance. I'm not creative. I feel silly pointing. What would you say to that? You definitely don't have to dance. <laughs> um, I think kind of when we talked in part one about like long form videos. So if you're already making long form videos or you're doing Instagram lives or you have client testimonials or anything like turn those, how we talked about in part one, repurpose them, start turning those into your reels, right? And using those, that's content you already have. Just do little bite-sized chunks, little like highlight reels and use those. But otherwise, if you think also too, like you could take a story, like if you have a story that you talked on your page and maybe somebody asked you a question and you responded to something, you could save that story and turn that into a reel or a TikTok. So kind of like taking what you're already doing, but as far as like dancing and stuff, like you just do what's you and like what's comfortable, you know? You could just be talking about like how to wash your lashes or doing, you know, showing somebody how to do that really quick and easy, answering a frequently asked question. But I mean, also like you can have fun with it. Like I have, I don't think I've ever done a dancing video either, but I don't know. You can like follow one of the trends and do something silly too. It gets kind of fun once you get past the whole like, oh, people are going to judge me or whatever. So it's kind of just up to you, but you definitely do not have to be dancing on there. Okay, perfect. So now what are your tips or tricks or strategies for? I'm getting the good TikToks or reels. Yeah. So, well, number one, like with just making videos, sorry, I wanted to add another reason why they're so powerful too, is that like with the short form videos is that our like attention span as humans is like really small now. Right. And a lot of the times we want to be able to get something really fast, get information really fast, be constantly entertained. So that's where like those 15 second little clips or 60 second little clips can, you know, help a lot. So with TikTok, I would say with like making videos, what I usually go through and with reels is I will kind of save sounds. Like if I see like a trending sound or anything, I'll save it. Maybe I'll write in my notes like, oh, this and try to relate it back to the industry. Right. And like, what would be funny that I could add to this or how could I relate this back to my business? So that's an easy way is to just take trends and stuff that's going on. So I started on TikTok and then Instagram Reels came out. So if you're already, maybe you're on Instagram Reels and you haven't done TikTok or vice versa, if you're creating one short form video on one app, then you already have content for the other one. Just reuse it, right? We touched on this in the first part, but people not everybody's going to see your video <laughs> like on both platforms. You're going to create, you're going to get new audiences on each platform. I feel like a lot of people are scared of being like repetitive and they're like, everyone's going to think like, I'm just, it's too much. I'm like, there might be a handful of people that see your video twice and they're not going to care because they're probably your biggest fans and they want to see your video. And that's why the algorithm is showing, showing them your video with getting TikToks, especially to perform well. One of the biggest things I've seen is to make sure that when you use your hashtags that you're using ones on TikTok, you can type in a hashtag and it'll tell you how many uses it has. And, and there'll be like trending hashtags and stuff too. And you see that on Instagram as well. But with TikTok, you want to make sure that you're using hashtags that have less than 200,000 uses because it's really going to niche you down into the audience that you want. So you don't want to just use the hashtag lash artist. There's probably like 6 billion uses. And that's going to make it really hard for people to find you because you're like just in a sea of all these videos. If you can get down where it's like 
Lash Artist 1234 has 200,000 uses. That's going to get you to get to the audience that you actually want to, that are lash artists or maybe lash clients, depending on what your target audience is. My second tip for a good TikTok and a reel is to have a hook within the first two to three seconds of the video. So hooking them in by saying like, you're not going to want to miss this tip. My five top tips for better lash retention. This is the best technique that I've ever used. This is my best Amazon find, stuff like that. Something that's going to hook them in right away. And I always see too with people now that TikTok and Reels has videos that you can do like a minute, I think on Instagram Reels, but TikTok, you can do up to three minutes. If you decide to do those longer videos, you just have to kind of think of how to rehook the listener or the person that's watching. So usually like every 15 seconds, 20 seconds, how can you rehook them and make sure that they stay on the video? Because with Instagram and TikTok, the longer than they're on your video and like websites and stuff, the algorithm and SEO sees that. And then they want to push out your video more because then they know, hey, there people like this video. They're watching it all the way through or they're watching it multiple times. Yeah. So those are my biggest tips on videos, like making TikTok videos and then getting them out to people too. Yeah. And I love that because a hook is basically a catchy headline that mm-hmm. is going to intrigue people. And so you think about, you know, that's really like our email subject lines. That's also, you know, even if you're in line at the grocery store and you see all the magazines there, right? They always have like their headlines. Look at those headlines for some inspiration and just think about what would get your attention. Because if you're like, I don't know what to write, think about what would be catchy to you and what you would want to have. So I love that the having that hook and always having the right hashtags. It's funny because hashtags are the one of the things that I usually kind of, it's like an afterthought. And I know for mm-hmm. some people it's their main strategy and I need to do better on those. Cause I usually am just like, Oh, I got to find some hashtags here. <laughs> yeah. I never, you know, with Instagram, I never really cared. I would use them, but I never really thought too much about it. But then on TikTok, I'd seen a video. Someone was like, use smaller hashtags. And I tried it and my video started gaining like a really good, you know, views. And I was gaining lash artist followers, which is what I wanted. It it wasn't just random people. And that is what's hard about TikTok because I feel, and sometimes with Instagram, you might have a reel or TikTok that goes really viral, but is it worth it if you're gaining like thousands of followers that aren't even interested in buying from you one day? Because probably not, right? Then it's just flooding your feed to where the people who actually want to buy from you are less likely to see what you have to post and offer. Yeah. Are you embedding the hashtags into the video but small, or are you just talking about in the captions or in the comments, putting the hashtags there? In the caption. Okay, got it. Yeah. 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 Cause I think mm-hmm. with TikTok and in, well, Instagram came out saying that they'd rather you now put ha- the hashtags in the caption instead of doing a separate comment. With TikTok, you only have like 160 characters for your caption. So usually I will use hashtags pretty much for my whole caption. I'll maybe put like really short caption and then use hashtags to fill up the rest. And then in my comment section, I might like elaborate a little bit more on a caption and on TikTok, you can pin it. So it stays at the top. So that's usually what I do. And you know, what's so interesting. I noticed that you're doing a reel and then Mm -hmm. you're explaining the reel in the caption. A lot of times the reel is coming up in the reel play and they never see the captions unless you Mm -hmm. say, see the captions. I was just gonna say, and you also had another tip about reusing or reposting them from TikTok to IG reels. Yeah. So with reposting, cause like a lot of people, when they are doing one, they're like, I don't want to make double the content. And I didn't want to either. I was like, I don't have the time to do that. Like I'm not making double the content, like for these two separate platforms, but I knew it was important to be on both. 
So the main thing is when you are reusing them is you make sure that those watermarks are removed. So if you made the TikTok, you're going to, you'll see that little TikTok watermark. Well, if you were just to repost that on Instagram, Instagram doesn't like that. They want to see that you're making reels for them, even though you're repurposing your content. So actually, and I just had learned this is with TikTok and anybody that if you've already made TikTok videos, but you haven't jumped on reels, if you press like save your video, but you like exit out of the app, you just like move to another app, like go to Instagram for a second while it's loading. And then you go back to the app that it actually saves to your camera without the watermark. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a glitch. I don't know how long it's going to last, but Ooh, definitely say that again that. then. How do you do it again? So if you press like there's like on TikTok, it's like the three little dots and then mm-hmm. it will say save video. So you press that, but then you go, you like swipe up and go into like Instagram instead. Don't exit out of the app, but just go to a different app for like a few seconds. And then if you go back, let the video finish saving, then it is going to save without the watermark in your camera roll. It's magic. I don't know. <laughs> because for the longest time I had an app, which if that doesn't work for you, then you may have to get an app that like removes the watermark. And I used one called Tick Save. It did cost like $20 a month. There were some free ones, but they worked for like a week and then they wouldn't work or it would mess up the quality of the video. But the one Tick Save seemed to work. However, then it would slightly alter, like move the audio over. So I had to go into an app called Splice and then like realign the audio. So it was kind of a pain, but it still was a less time than making double content for two platforms. But now that there's that way where you can save it without, the main thing is just make sure you don't have the watermark. It seems like with Instagram reels, the watermark's just on the very bottom of the video. So you can just crop it out, which is easier. But that's what's really important to make sure there's no watermarks on each one. And then that way that's going to help you get your videos out a lot sooner. I've worked with girls in like my business coaching where we've done this and they just were repurposing their content, but they didn't take off the watermarks. We took off the watermarks, we did everything and their videos did so much better. Yeah. And I noticed that when we were even doing Clubhouse for a while, if you even use the word, if you use the word YouTube, any of those things, just like they have actively said, you know, Facebook and Instagram meta has said that, you know, if you have links, right, if you are linking Mm -hmm. out and taking people off the app, that that post will then get not as much reach. And so you Mm -hmm. have to be careful. I mean, it it makes sense. Like if you're using a TikTok video on you know, Instagram, it would be like getting food from another restaurant and bringing it into this restaurant, but eating it at their table, right? Like it feels a little like, oh, okay, you know, thanks for using my table, but you know, could you really eat our food too? So I get it. It just makes it more work for us. So I love that little tip to help them. I know that there's going to be somebody that's listening to this and, you know, anytime there's something new, there's always resistance to it, right? And so, because change is hard and they're like, oh, I just figured out, you know, stories or I just figured Mm -hmm. out this and now I got to learn a whole new thing. And there's always a little bit of a learning curve, right? You Mm -hmm. have to learn how to save the audio and then, you know, film it and then load it. And, you know, there's just a little bit of a learning curve. It's not hard, but it can cause some resistance. Any tips that you have for that? I know, you know, some people might even have the objection like, oh, well, it gets a lot of attention. It gets a lot of followers, but are they buyers? Hey, beauty boss friend, April Meese here. If you are burnt out from hustling nonstop on social media to get more clients, then I want to give you a completely different option. It's a strategy that doesn't require ads. It doesn't require a large following or dancing, pointing, or lip syncing. It's a marketing strategy all about value, connection, and relationships. 
and I'm revealing all of it, the entire process in my free three-day bootcamp for beauty business professionals called Scale with Premium Clients. It's the simple steps to getting high paying consistent clients for less stress. So if you're ready to ditch the discount price shoppers and start attracting clients that will pay you premium for your skills and really value your services, then you'll want to attend because I'm taking you behind the scenes and sharing what took me years to figure out. I'm revealing the secrets for how I went from clientless to waitlist with a multi six-figure beauty business while only working three days a week. And my clients are proof that these strategies can skyrocket your business and also change your life personally. So I'm doing all of this in the three-day beauty business bootcamp for free. And again, it's called Scale with Premium Clients. It's happening online February 28th through March the 2nd. Just go to aprilmeese.com forward slash scale to get your seat. And you can register also with the link in the show notes. I can't wait to see you then. Yeah. So, well, one for if you're just like not sure how to make a video or how to use the app, I definitely suggest like Google, YouTube. There's so many people making videos that will literally show you step-by-step how to create a video. If you want to do a cool transition or something that's trending, they'll show you exactly how to do it. I follow some TikTok creators that show you how to make videos that make it really easy. So definitely like just take a little time and educate yourself. It is something new and you're learning and it's, you know, it's just growth. And with anything else, it's a new, it's like, if you think if it's a new fanning technique, you have to take the time to learn. So very similar with that. So just, it's out there. All the information's out there. You just have to look for it. As far as with making sure that you're getting people that are actually buyers, I think that's where it's just like understanding your target audience and who you're speaking to and the content that you're making So one thing that I like to do is on TikTok and Instagram, because Instagram actually just released the feature to where you can video respond to comments on your post. And TikTok's had that for a while too. So anytime I get a really good comment on something that on either one, I'll respond to it in video form. So that's something great too. You can be, you can just do video like, Hey, what are your biggest questions that you have about lash extensions? What are your fears about lash extensions? What are your reservations with getting lash extensions? You're going to start getting flooded with all these comments, video respond to these. And then like we talked in part one, you could save those responses. So for when you get those questions, maybe in your DMs a month later, you can send them that video that's going to answer that question directly for them too. And you're giving your audience knowledge, education, you're providing a service to them too. I mean, that just depends on knowing who is your audience. Do you want to talk to lash artists? Do you want to talk to lash clients? You know, Yeah, I totally love that, Kayla, because what you're doing is you're actually adding so much value, right? Mm-hmm. And by responding to them, right? They feel seen and heard. You're answering those objections. You're helping the algorithm with video. I love that you can respond to a comment with a video. And I think it's just brilliant. And I also think that if you have some resistance to the entertainment, if you're like, I'm not so good at with the lip sync or I'm not so good with the, you know, dancing, maybe you do look at more of the educating type of reels. Yeah. Educating. Another great one you can do is like a day in a life. A lot of people like to see what you do. Like, and it's crazy. It's like a lot of people want to see like, oh, what's a day in the life of a lash artist, depending on who your audience is too. And that's where you don't even have to like, really, you can kind of show your face, but you don't have to be talking to the camera. Another thing that I like is you can do voiceover. So you can do a video and then you can like do a voiceover 
through the app too and like talk about the process of whatever you're doing. So it's just kind of like whatever you're comfortable with and make videos based on that. And I feel like the more you do it, then you're going to be more comfortable to maybe then talk in front of the camera or make branch out on other kind of videos and stuff too. So yeah, I love that. And I think the other thing that I would say is like, start simple. Don't start with, yeah. you know, transitions and outfit changes and pauses. And then, cause you're just going to want to shut the whole thing down, yeah. throw your phone across the room and never do it again. <laughs> Go yeah, off the grid. So, so simple. Even ones like, for example, that I've done is I'm trying to think exactly what I had said, but it was just like, it's like a, a trending sound or whatever it is. Or just like a video of me, like sitting there drinking coffee. And it was just like, you're probably seeing this because you're a lash artist and you know that you're meant for more and blah, blah, blah. Like introduce yourself in the comments and let me know tons right there. People just like, you know, little things like that, where it was really simple. And then it's like, then you can start connecting with them and be like, oh my gosh, you're from Florida or like, oh my gosh, you're from Washington too. You know? So that was something really cool too. And it just like brings all those people to you because the algorithm will work in your favor if you're doing it. That you literally took my next question. I was going to say, Oh, really? What, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, <laughs> what is your most popular or most successful reel or TikTok? And what kind of examples would you give to others on how to start? Yeah. So, well, those I would say my most successful ones lately have been like Amazon find videos for lash artists. People love those. They love like unboxing videos and stuff. Oh, okay. So I'll it. do like an Amazon, like these are my lash studio Amazon finds. And I'll do like either a voiceover or something about them, or I'll talk about them in the video. And then lots of ones that are like, I had one go really viral. That's this is the thing too, is just post on TikTok. Like they say, like the nice thing about TikTok is it's not as aesthetic. Like you don't have to be as perfect, right? As Instagram. Like, and I feel like Instagram's kind of moving away from that. But TikTok, like I post just crazy amounts, you know, and it's like, just post whatever, because you might never know what's going to hit with your audience. I made a hot chocolate bar in my studio for the holidays. And I did like a little like ASMR video of like putting it together, blew up. I got a ton of lash artists. They're tagging me in their videos. They're like, I made a hot chocolate bar too. Wait, Um, what is a hot chocolate bar? Just like where I had hot chocolate at the studio. Like I had like hot chocolate little packets. Oh, you made a little station. Yeah, a little station for the holidays. I'm thinking like a chocolate bar. (laughs) no hot chocolate. (laughs) So, and I had like, yeah, little jar with like marshmallows and candy canes and stuff like that for the holidays. And I put it together and like people freaked out about it. So that's why I was just like, and I made it just for fun. Cause I was putting it together. I was like, Oh, let's just record it, whatever. And that like blew up too. So it's just like post whatever, like you never know what's going to hit. And it does who cares if nobody sees it. I have some videos that get like a hundred views and I have some to get a hundred thousand. It's like, I'm not just keep it there. Cause Another thing too, is it may not hit now, but I've seen many times with videos, especially on TikTok, where a month later it starts gaining a lot of traction and you're getting a lot of views. And the great thing too, is that you can redirect people. So with TikTok, I'm constantly redirecting them either to my Instagram, my website, or the podcast. So it's just like another place to be like, go to where I want you to go over here that will turn them into, because if they want to learn more about the podcast, because I'll put little clips of like the podcast and stuff on TikTok then that's directing them over there if they want to learn more about a course or, you know, stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's really good. Always know your strategy of what you're, where you're wanting to send your audience and keep that connection and keep warming them up. I love that. And I also love that, that people go back and watch the past reels or the past TikToks because that doesn't happen on all platforms, right? You want, you want to make sure that you're, my 
still get some use that you created it, which makes you feel like you're getting more for your time. Definitely. And just to add another thing with like, since we've talked a lot about like repurposing, I think that if you had a reel or a TikTok that you made six months ago or a year ago, like repost it because somebody who is a new follower to you probably didn't scroll all the way down to see every single one of your videos, unless they're like a ride or die fan, then maybe they did. And they binged everything that you've produced, but repost that same reel is probably still relevant. It's probably still going to give them great knowledge and service to them. So yeah. And how would you go about reposting it? I'm just like re just literally just reposting it as if it were new. I was going to say, would you say anything new about it or just for anything, or you would just repost it? I would personally just repost it. I guess it would depend on what the content was. If it was like, maybe this is like the best of last year's like reels or like a replay or rewind or something like that. You could be like, kind of put your own little spin to it. But sometimes I'll just like repost stuff. Maybe I did this a lot when TikTok became more popular where I would take my old carousel post and in Canva, turn them into Instagram reels and add some like effects to them and then make that a reel instead of a carousel post, but then I'm repurposing it because Instagram is putting out so many reels. So I was like, well, let's make these into reels instead of just hard post. So yeah, I love to repurpose. <sighs> Me too. It's my favorite. Like work. That's the definition of like work smarter, not harder. Cause yeah. it's, making content is so like, time consuming, you know? Yeah. So it's like being able, and I love what you do with your long form videos where you're like putting it all across and yeah, I think you would love to like even make videos where you just put little clips of your podcast on TikTok and then it's just going to generate more people. So, yeah. And I love that you said that because I know for me, I did do TikTok like when it first came out for a while. A friend of mine, her name is Rachel Peterson. She was trying to do this whole, uh, she spoke at um, Social Media Marketing World about TikTok. And is she um, blonde? Yes. I feel like I follow her. Yeah. 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 I she was her. Like, I love her. Yeah. So she was telling me like 2019 was when she was really getting into it. And I want to say even 2020, that's when at 2020, right before everything shut down with COVID, she spoke, it was in March 1st or something like that. She spoke at social media marketing world about it. And she just was saying, you know, you got to do it. And I was like, I know I was just dragging my feet. And then I kind of went off of it for a while, but I love these tips that you gave today. It makes me want to check it out again. Yeah. And I, I think also just knowing, you know, what lights you up, where you want to focus. And I find for me, and I might not feel the same resistance with TikTok, but sometimes with the, my resistance with reels is that I feel like, oh, I have to be really creative and I have to research. And then I go down the rabbit hole you know, two hours later of right. <laughs> looking at everybody else's yeah. reels. And I'm like, okay, I just, that was a waste of time. So I love that what you said with the TikTok that maybe you just get out there and do it. And there's not as much, you know, feeling like that has to be perfection. So I love that you said that and inspire people to get out yeah. there with all of these tips. Yeah. Well, and I even think like for stuff like for you or anybody listening that maybe has a long form, maybe they have a YouTube channel or a podcast or they did an IG live, like what I'm doing with one of my is, is like turn it into a series. Like if you had like your five biggest tips on getting clientele video that's a long form, like just cut each one into like little bite size and then turn it into a series where you're posting them on TikTok and Reels where they're each their own video. And I mean, that alone, then you already have it done. You know, you just have to do, do, do. So. I love that. And then for my audience, the same thing, like any of your steps for taking care of your beauty service, any of your yeah. steps for 
you know, aftercare or what to know before you choose your artist or any of those things, just yeah. like Kayla said, just break that down into smaller videos. So good. Kayla, yeah. tell them how they can find you and connect with you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm at educated artistry podcast or KK artistry. They're both me. You'll get the same. Yeah. So you can go to either one of those. And then I have my website is kkartistry.com. If you're interested in like business coaching, want to learn more, I have like a pricing course too, that's online. And if you even are interested in being a guest or anything on the podcast, then you can find all of that information there on the website, but otherwise pretty much on Instagram, or you can also find me on TikTok at KK Artistry. So it's the same name there too. And I kind of post, that's where like I post everything. So you get to like see a different side of me over there as well as with the business stuff too. <laughs> so we have to go to TikTok to get the yeah, real Yeah, go scoop. to TikTok. <laughs> there, there's the hook, guys. You got us with right? the hook. You want to see, you want to see what goes on there? No, it's funny. <laughs> that's so great. And so I always like to ask and finish with what brings you joy? I think my dogs. Yeah. Like I love my dogs so much. So I'd say my dogs bring me joy is like part of personal life. Business, what lights me up is giving somebody a mindset shift that makes them go like, whoa. And like they are mind blown. Like that is my favorite thing in the world that brings me joy. So and dogs, what type of dogs? I've got a golden doodle that's about his name is Bruno and he's like one. He's a little over one. He's still a little puppy. And then I have my other little guy named Baxter. And he's like a little mutt. I don't know what he is. He's a little rescue dog. So oh, that's they're so cute nice. little buddies. <laughs> All the mamas of the fur babies are going, yes. we had to say what kind of dogs. That's so true. <laughs> I should have said that right away, right? Yep. Baxter and Bruno are my boys. Oh, <laughs> so nice. So good. Well, thank you, Kayla, for being here. I love all this inspiration, all the solid tips. Guys, when you are doing your reels, your TikToks, anything that you're doing, let us know, screenshot it, share it on social, let us know any value that you got, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you as always, and we'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, Hugs and High Fives. See you next week.